Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Bob Stauffer in the 630 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now. Peter Buck from uh, REM. Born on this date back in 1956. That one goes out to uh, The One You Love. No, that was another song from R.E.M., but uh, Marty Morazic, Dr. Marty Morazic, a Georgia fan. Of course, R.E.M., as many of you know, uh, is a Athens-based legendary band. This is uh, Orders Now Georgia at a tough weekend. Uh, the Edmonton Orders had a tough performance last night. We're in Orders Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, Oilers have uh, just uh, hit the ice over at Rogers Place. We'll get an update today at 12.20 with Cam Moon. After we recap what was a uh, poor performance last night uh, in which not a lot was going on for Edmonton, the LA Kings come in and just laid a absolute clinic on the Oilers who, um, frankly, have been playing with fire for a while, haven't been good early in games, last three games, certainly uh, after building up a 3-0 lead and holding on for the victory in Vegas since then, uh, Wednesday of last week, of course, tied at two against Pittsburgh where they were dramatically outshot and outchanced through the first two periods and then Edmonton turned it on the third, skated away the 5-2 victory on a night in which Connor McDavid had four points. Fast forward Team flew to Seattle Thursday to take on the Kraken, and uh, despite the fact that Seattle did not have Jaden Schwartz nor Jordan Everly, they were two top-scoring players. Uh, the Kraken came in, they had their work boots on, and the Oilers worked themselves into the game, but it took them until they were 4-2 down in the third period. Stuart Skinner had a tough start, gave up a couple goals he'd like to have back. Oilers uh, couldn't close uh, close the gap in the game and ended up losing to Seattle. Team flew back, got home late uh, Friday night, 
uh, practice uh, Saturday and got ready to take the LA Kings on, and it was all LA. Uh, the orders were dominated in the shot chart, 39-22. Somehow had a puncher's chance after a Darnell Nurse shorthanded goal. Uh, and then Connor McDavid got a uh, uh, boarding major. It was it was it was a major penalty. Uh, you ju- you just wish maybe be more consistently called in the league, like down in Anaheim a few years ago when uh, Hampus Limholt pitched for it to McDavid head first in the boards. But I digress. Um, legitimate major penalty, no question. But the Oilers didn't deserve to win the game anyway. Three power play goals uh, salted it away. Edmonton's first two-game losing streak this season, dropping the team to 16 and seven. So we'll have a recap of. Uh, Last night's game, we'll hear from Cam Moon, John Shannon, our NHL insider, and Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft will join us. Also, time for you at 105. We'll open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 7804960063. The slot machines of the River Cree now open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning nonstop excitement on the biggest gaming floor in Western Canada. Plus, enjoy daily dining specials at more than their 10 restaurants and bars for more. Information, head to rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Our uh, top story, Edmonton on a two-game losing streak. We'll get your thoughts on that. Again, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payment no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Uh, let's do this quickly into the orders now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like a family. Here's an audio recap of last night's Oilers 5-1 loss to the LA Kings. Drop the puck, we're underway. Back to the blue line. Dowdy will shoot it. Saved by Koskin and the rebound put off the post. Stepping up is Chris Russell for Edmonton. Moore bumps him, gets the puck. He'll put it in front of the net. Chip in, up, and over. The pad of Miko Koskinen as Kupari got his stick on it, and it is 1-0 for L.A. Oilers' first uh, period start of the game challenges continue here. I mean, they haven't won a puck battle yet, and the Oilers are chasing early here. Yeah, we came out flat, and, you know, you can't do that in this league. And, um, you know, we got to make up for it and, you know, come out hard and, you know, play the right way. To Brown, now to Kempe. He'll come in on the right side. He'll shoot, scores! Adrian Kempe came in on the right wing. Let's a wrist shot go. They gets by Koskin. Hyman to the middle finds Nugent Hopkins. He'll bring it out for Edmonton. He'll come in over the Los Angeles line to Nurse down the left wing. Nurse scores! Darnell Nurse from a sharp angle goes upstairs. It's a shorthanded goal, and the Oilers have cut the King lead to 2-1. Anderson in his end. Can't get it out as Bouchard had pinched down for Edmonton. And we got a penalty coming up. As it's going to be on McDavid. They're reviewing the play. Major in a game is counted for boarding. 97 Edmonton. Back to Dowdy. His pass across. One-timer save. Rebound scores. Right on the doorstep. Kempe puts it home. Well, okay, so here's the thing. You give him a major penalty for the hit. How come he doesn't have to go underneath? What? That's the guy that got hit. That's the guy that's down. 
Why does he not have to go underneath and get looked at? Where's the concussion specialist? It's a major penalty. The guy turns out to him. I don't know if Connor just nicked him, but he goes down. Looks like he's hurt, but he's on the next first power play. I didn't see an injury on it, but they said there was an injury. Arvidsson, loose puck comes across to Dowdy. He scores. Jersey got it in front of the net. Shoots, scores. Trevor Moore makes it 5-1 for Los Angeles. All right, so it was what it was. And uh, major penalty on McDavid. And, I mean, it was interesting because it appeared as though uh, Adrian Kempe was dazed and confused. He ended up right back on the power play right after, um, which is the spirit of the rule in that situation. It was a penalty. It is a penalty. There's there's no question about it. Uh, bottom line, Edmonton didn't deserve to win the game anyway. They got nothing going on right now uh, from their bottom six. And right last night, it was, uh, I will say this, it was a collective team effort last night. Dave Tippett said the Oilers need to get more from certain players. There's some adversity that you got to go through. I don't mind some adversity as long as you react the right way to it. But we've got some players that, uh, we've got too many guys that aren't contributing enough to, to help us here, you know, and like I say, when your your special teams are good or your goaltender can steal your game, those things get masked. But we need we need some more for some throughout our lineup. And uh, that said, Dave Tippett says he's welcoming a little bit of adversity right now. No, I think some adversity is good for us right now. It's a recognition that we have to get better as a whole group, not not singling anybody out. As a whole group, we're going to have to get better. The thing about it is, we knew we had to get better. We know we're going to have to get better to where we are. You know, we've had a good start. We've done some good things, but we've got to get way better if we're going to be a, a real top competitive team. And you're going to go through some ups and downs. These downs show you how much you got to get better. Uh, they do. There's no. I mean, I, I'm just going to throw this out there, and you tell me what you think. The Edmonton Oilers are 16 and 7. If I had told you the start of the season that Mike Smith would not be available for 20 to 23 games to start the year, that Darnell Nurse and Duncan Keith and Slater Cuckoo, the the three-slotted left-shot D, would all be going out of the lineup, okay? And that the productivity out of the bottom six, which, by the way, was very good, the third line for the first five games, and it's been non-existent since, was at the level that it's at. Would you believe the team is 16 and 7? Food for thought on that front. Now, Nurse did get back in the lineup last night. Obviously, a huge part of the Oilers team, part of their core leadership group, and he had this to say in his first game coming back after the broken uh, finger. First period, you get back into groove things a little bit, and then it's like, uh, it's just like it felt before I got here. Uh, meanwhile, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, we've seen this from the LA Kings before, by the way, a stifling defense. We knew that coming in, and we knew we were going to have to put pucks behind them, uh, get on the forecheck, and, uh, and and play them down low. And uh, pretty much all of our chances were going to be coming from in zone, not not too many uh, through the neutral zone, not like you said, not odd man rushes. So we started to do that a little bit in the second, um, started the third, um, started to push a little bit. And I mean, we can play down there. We can uh, uh, get guys going in that, put pucks on that, and uh, start to find it a bit, but uh, obviously not enough. All right, so Edmonton Lewis. Uh, they take on the Minnesota Wild. Will not be easy. Minnesota's got a deep team. They've got one of the heaviest baggage smasher lines in the league. There's a lot not going on for Edmonton right now, um, especially 
a little bit further down the lineup in the three and uh, third and fourth lines. There's some guys having some really challenging times, to say the least. Also last night, Agent Alan Walsh, uh, who is certainly opinionated, uh, put a tweet out. Oilers defenseman William Lagason had his best game in the NHL Friday night. What happens? Dave Tippett never told him he's out tonight. Didn't tell him to skate with the scratches. He finds out just before the game. It's the kind of disrespect from a coach that destroys teams. Uh, and then he goes on to say, William Lagason has done everything asked of him by the organizations. Players get scratched and have no issues with that. All we ask is to be treated with respect, and Dave Tippett has shown he doesn't care to do that with his players. I, I would suggest to you that the sense I get from the players, you know, and look, I'm not in the room. I am on the plane, but I, I'm not in the room. I, I haven't heard a lot of whining or complaining or frustration with the communication of uh, uh, Dave Tippett and the players. So now I will say this about Alan Wash. He's an opinionated guy. Alan came out and uh, held the Vegas Golden Knights feet to the fire when he felt that Marc-Andre Fleury was being mistreated by the Golden Knights when they went with Robin Lehner. I think he put a tweet out or something with a... Uh, you know, his inferring that his goaltender was being stabbed in the back. And then uh, here he speaks on behalf of his client. Well, not, I guess, technically on behalf of his client, William Lagason. From a certain perspective, though I disagree with, with his course of action, I will tell you that you, you look at it and he's going to stick up for a number one goalie that's part of the, you know, the culture, the heart, and the soul of the Vegas Golden Knights. And he's also going to stick up for a guy who's really at this stage now, maybe a number nine or number 10 organizational depth defenseman. Like Philip Broberg long-term is ahead of Lagason and Marcus Niemelainen right now. You could make an, I won't even make the argument. Marcus Niemelainen was outplaying William Lagason down in the minors when Lagason got recalled. In a meritocracy, which hockey is supposed to be, you take the guy that's playing the best. Broberg and Niemelainen were playing the best, but it was Broberg and Lagesson that got the call-up. So Lagesson got a bit of a beneficial uh, goal there. Let's also not forget that William Lagesson has been waved through the entire National Hockey League. Nobody elected to pick him up. So I, I do appreciate that Walsh is willing to stick up for both a number one goaltender and a number eight or nine goal uh, forward, or number eight or nine defenseman. Uh, and I do think that Lagos and the Oilers are probably going to need him at some point because injuries do pile up on the back end. And he did have a good game Friday, especially in the third period when the Oilers broke up the pairing of Barry and Russell. So take it for what it's worth. I'm not going to ha- – I wish it maybe a different course of action had taken place there. Usually, uh, sometimes defensemen are told by the defense coach that they're a scratch. And Dave Tippett was quite specific that he was going to have seven defensemen on the ice for the pregame warm-up before he 100% put Darnell Nurse in. So, And I think we all get that Nurse was coming in once he was ready to go. So, interesting course of action. Again, 12-20 in Edmonton in one minute's time. We'll hook. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Up with Cam Moon, who is one of our two orders radio play-by-play voices, and Cam's appearance is brought to you by Brent Ridge Ford. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1222 in Edmonton. And let's uh, uh, go out to... I'm, at, uh, I'm in the building today at 630 Chad taking care of some business. And over at Rogers Place is Cam Moon. Cam's appearances are brought to you in part by Brent Ridge Ford. We'll tell you it's 1222 in Edmonton. Cam, how you doing? Very well. How are things there? Good. Uh, what's going on right now? Uh, well, at the last second, it was deemed an optional practice. And, oh. And by op- yeah. So the media availability has started. Tyson Berry's talking right now. Uh, just Kyle Turris, Brendan Perlini, Devin Shore, William Lagason, and Stuart Skinner were on the ice. So Bingo. There yeah, we go. A little bit of a curveball at the last second there. Well, I guess I should have checked out the app, eh? That, what's that? It's... Uh, yes, uh, the old, uh, well, the old app, you know, the old app, the, what do I call that app, the thing that we go to? The bat phone? Yeah. The, the WhatsApp. No, it, that, hey, but it didn't come out till, like, they were, it was already after 12 at that point. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the team's got a lot going on. Let's get uh, let's get to your thoughts uh, last night, uh, and, and really the two games against Seattle, uh, and and, and uh, you know what, Cam? When you look at the course of the last three games, the game against Pittsburgh, not very good early. The Penguins came in, they drilled the Oilers. They were physical. They were hard on pucks. They won a lot of battles. Edmonton survived that game through two and won five two. Uh, slow start against Seattle. Slow start against Los Angeles. What do you think's going on here? I don't know. And, you know, Tyson Berry was just asked about it, and he thinks that it's a mindset more than anything that uh, everybody has to be asking themselves if they can do a little bit more. And by the looks of things, they probably can, certainly with their starts. I mean, it was a slow start in all three of those games. Yeah, they're able to battle back and beat Pittsburgh. Seattle, they absolutely had an opportunity to win that game. And when they had a six-on-four late, I honestly thought they were going to tie that thing up, but uh, some big saves by Philip Grubauer, and and there you go. But last night, uh, not only was it a slow start, but it was they were hard pressed to generate quality scoring opportunities. LA didn't give up much off the rush. They contended their own blue line uh, time and time again, forcing the Oilers to to play a dump and chase game, which. L.A. was doing a very good job of getting back on the puck and getting it out of their own end before they had to you know, chase it around. So I'll give Los Angeles some credit. I thought they played that game really smart. Uh, yeah, the five-on-five game for the Oilers and certainly the start, they need to improve, and they'll have to quickly because they've got a very good opponent here tomorrow night. Yeah, they're, and this is a team that's really good five-on-five. They can just come at you at waves. Cam, are you getting con- I'm getting concerned. Um... You know what? When they play McDavid and Drysaddle each at center, I'm not concerned about the top two lines. Why would I be? They're the top two scores in the NHL. I gotta get. I, I gotta tell you, I'm getting concerned about the bottom. I'm not concerned about the defense. The defense has held up to this point, in my opinion, fine, given the breadth of the injuries. But for me, the lack of productivity and just the fact that the bottom six forwards consistently are getting run over here—that is concerning for me. What about you? Yeah, yeah. And we had you know, early in the season that third line you know, it looked like they had something going and they were contributing, and and we were all really excited that uh, there was there was contributions from a third line, but that has dried up. And, and that is concerning, and, and I hope there's a way that that turns around. I'm not quite sure how. Maybe it is just like Tyson had just said earlier, that everybody has to ask themselves if they can do a little more. And if that's the case, great. Then it's internal. Um, but 
the fact that they're not getting much from lines three or four offensively makes it tough because uh, you know teams are really starting to zero in on on the top two lines as best they can so it may make it it's difficult and uh, i would love to see that turnaround sooner than later because that uh it's going to win you games if you can get goal scoring or or at least quality zone time from from those lines if you get that i mean sooner or later you will get goals but but that's uh, i think that's an important part of it too a little bit of a surprise today riley nash went on waivers he's a right shot center the Oilers took him in the first round uh way back in 07 when they had the three number one picks uh riley at that time i i got the sense didn't want to earn his way in the nhl up through the ahl and ultimately the Oilers were forced to trade his rights for a second round pick to carolina Riley Nash is making seven hundred and fifty thousand bucks. He's forty nine percent Corsi and fifty three percent in the face off circle at seven hundred and fifty K and a right shot. Any interest, Cam, for you? I don't see you know, I don't know if there's you know, a huge upside to that, but if you feel like you're spinning your wheels in the bottom six and you've got room to do it maybe it's an opportunity to take a look at somebody. Yeah, I, I'm going to be intrigued to see what they do there. Cam, uh, I can 100% guarantee you we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. You bet. Uh, just uh, So Devin Shore on the ice again. If Shore theoretically were activated, the Oilers could put hypothetically a Perlini or a Benson uh uh, on waivers. It's a different type of waivers, uh, but they could do that if they elected to activate uh, uh Devin Shore for tomorrow's game. As we go into NHL today, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house, shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here's Brennan Escott. Six games across the NHL tonight, uh, with Ottawa visiting New Jersey and Vancouver hosting Los Angeles as your Canadian content. Edmonton hosting Minnesota tomorrow night at Rogers Place. Canucks fans, uh, you've heard by now, got their wish. Jim Benning, Travis Green out of the GM and head coaching roles. Bruce Boone Boudreaux, he's on as the new head coach on a two-year deal, and Stan Smeal has taken over interim GM duties. And then this morning, it was Elaine Vigneault handed his walking papers in Philadelphia with assistant Mike Yo taking over in the interim. Flyers are second last in the Metropolitan Division. They've lost nine of ten games. Wayne Simmons received a fine for cross-checking in that gong show game last night against Winnipeg. Jason Spezza and Neil Pionk each have hearings with the Department of Player Safety for separate incidents. Uh, we'll get an update on the Bakersfield Condors from Jay Woodcroft at 1.35 today. They've been negotiating COVID concerns down on the farm. Pair of wins for the Oil Kings this weekend, who at 18-4-2 still lead the Central Division. Uh, they'll kick off a four-game road trip in Winnipeg on Friday, or uh, sorry, Wednesday night, and that's against, of course, the country's number one ranked major junior team, but Edmonton did beat them earlier this year. Golden Bears took care of McEwen by a Combined score of 11 to nothing over the weekend, Bob, and they are off until the new year. Welcome to the Canada West for Grant McEwen. Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Michigan with a big victory in the uh, uh, Big Ten championship game. It will be Alabama and Cincinnati and Georgia and Michigan playing in the other semifinal game at the college football level. NFL, how about the Ravens' decision to go for the two points yesterday? CFL, repeat of the 2019 Grey Cup, Bombers, and the Hamilton Ticats. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.